of the Honkast Live here in the UK on what seems to be 2021's hottest day. Good Lord! It is sweltering here in Britain and as I'm sure it is across most of the world. If you are joining us, I hope you are sat with some hydration. As you can see, I am here. Got plenty of water. It's going to be a very warm day. We've got fans on. We've got windows open. So if you hear humming, if you hear cars... If you hear church bells yes! that are suddenly going off, then you are in the right place because this is a cool and collected hog cast. We've got plenty of amazing friends who have come to join us. Now, I take no pleasure in delaying our guest any longer. So allow me to welcome the majestic, the glorious, the beautiful, the talented... It's Tira Star, everybody! Welcome, welcome, <laughs> Sophie. It's so nice to have you here. How on earth are you? Welcome to the Hogcast. Very good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, and we just had a subscription as you popped on screen. Ooh. So thank you very much, Felix, for gifting that to Fame Titan. Lots of wonderful friends in our community being very generous. So, Sophie, welcome. I must ask first, how are you doing in Derby with the heat? How are you and Liam doing? I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've actually come in a appropriate cosplay because you've yes. got a, quite a wide variety of different ones that you do and you could pick something that has a dress, but you've gone for something that's going to be practical, it's going to keep you cool, and it's I in I went theme. for the most, the most skimpy version of Tifa's outfit. <laughs> What Less Final Fantasy else. characters do you do? Because you are a big Final Fantasy fan, and that's why a lot of today's uh, oh, theme is that. Oh. So what, what characters do you cosplay as? Well, I've done um, four different versions of Tifa, technically, because I've done the original Wall Market version. I've done the original Tifa. I've done the new remake Tifa, Mature Tifa, and um, the exotic, uh, not exotic, sorry, the sporty version. And then I've also done Yuna, I've done, um, who else have I done? I've done Aerith, but I've done the original Aerith and I've also done the, the, the polygonal one. <laughs> Did you make yourself look super polygonal with like cardboard overlays or something? Oh, I wish I'd done that. That's such a good idea. That's such that. a good <laughs> idea. Please do that for Cardinal or something if it's cool. Because I, I can imagine you in this, in this heat, that would kill you. Ah, yeah, that's, what, el what else is there? And I've done loads of Final Fantasy cosplays, but it's hard to think because I, I haven't done them recently. Because mostly it's been Final Fantasy VII because obviously the new game came out. But I've done, like, I've done loads of different versions of Aerith and loads of... I've done Riku before as well, but I, the wig is hell, so I haven't worked Riku out Riku from yet. Kingdom Hearts? Final Fantasy X-2. Oh, God. Then who am I thinking of? Uh, you're thinking of Kingdom Hearts. You're the, the main one of the main characters is called Riku. So which he's... is your favourite one of the Final Fantasies that you've done and played? Oh, I've done Terra, of course. Yeah, sorry, Terra Bradford as well from Final Fantasy VI. Perfect. Uh, that's a very old game, but it's very good. It's, Final uh, Fantasy VI. It was one VI. of my favourite cosplays. Yes. It, she's my favourite Final Fantasy character of all time. Oh, wow. So it was kind of like a dream cosplay for me. And Final Fantasy IX is the one that you're quite... Yes, and I haven't done a cosplay from it, and I don't know why. <laughs> what characters are there that you could cosplay from Final Fantasy IX? I, I don't know it. Do, I could do Garnet from Final Fantasy IX, which is uh, the main princess... Um, or I could do Beatrix, who has like the um, silver patch across her eye. She's badass as hell. I love her. Why haven't you done those yet? Because it's your favourite one. I don't know. I think it's like a sense of fear that I'm going to mess it up. Sure. It, you hold it so um, close to you that you don't want yeah. to mar that. 
Yeah. Like it's taken me years to get the confidence to do Sailor Venus. So Oh wow, I, yeah. Cuz that was a dream cosplay of mine like massively. So it's it's one of them. It's a bit of a pressure i guess because it's your favorite Absolutely. game you want to do it right well but yeah we are going to hear a lot about your cosplays and your interests <laughs> yeah. over this conversation but as you well know sophie the whole cast has a format we begin every show by getting to know our guest with an amazing little questionnaire called the pivot questionnaire made by a french gentleman called bernard pivot <laughs> and this is a 10 question questionnaire where we get to know you incredibly well now Hamily, you guys have all heard this quite a lot before, but every single person gives us different answers. So we're going to start from the very beginning with the wonderful Sophie, aka Tira Star. What is your favorite word, Sophie? I had to really think about this. It, this is a weird one, but mine is sapphire. Okay. The reason for it is the first word that was kind of long that I learned to spell as a kid. That's an impressive word to spell as a kid. You're, yeah, you're dyslexic so as well, though, aren't you? Yes, that's why it holds like a lot of value because I was real. It's really hard for me to spell anything, and I memorized that and I could spell it. And it was one of those words. I was like, I can't spell this, but I can spell this word. So it was just that kind of thing. I think weirdly, I also have a connection to Sapphire because it was this huge milestone game for me. Was Pokemon Sapphire? A friend yeah. brought it over from the US oh, of course, yeah. before it had even really been announced or like hit the playground over here. And for me, that, that blue game cartridge and real life sapphires and that or blue rupees, stuff like that, it's always held a special place. So sapphire is a cracking word. I quite like that. Now, do you have any sapphire jewellery or anything that reflects that? I don't that? actually. Hmm. Although I did have a horse called sapphire. Oh, well, there we kid. go. <laughs> Liam, there's your idea for a present. You need to get some kind of sapphire jewellery. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to swear anything. Here. But now we'll have to move away from sapphire onto the other side of this. And what is your least favourite word if sapphire is your favourite? Uh, uh, you see, I really struggled with this because I can't really think of any words that like upset me or anything. But one that I thought of is relates to dyslexia as well is the word dyslexia. And the reason I hate it is because I'm dyslexic. And how are you able to expect a dyslexic person to spell the word dyslexia? It's a really it difficult is cruel. word. Yeah, I quite to agree. Spell, and you have to explaining yourself like you're dyslexic without being able to spell it is also very hard. That is that is a cruel irony in that you can't even write down like, what your um, issue is. I think I sent like an interview, you know, like, you know, when you do your CVs and stuff and I put the word spelt wrong. And I was like, well, at least I've proven that I definitely have it. And so <laughs> you've you've been dyslexic for your whole life then. That was something oh, that yeah, you found massively. quite early. And how Very do you early. find that affects you at this point in your life? It's not so much now. It, it It's kind of like sometimes I struggle with my speech, but it's not too drastic. Like I'll stutter over words or sometimes I completely say the wrong word and not realize it. Mm -hmm. Um... But this, but because obviously the way technology's advanced, I can you people wouldn't know they were speaking to me through Messenger because I can spell everything because the computer's there to help you spell everything and get it all right. But when you see my like um, my grammar, that's when you know I'm like yeah, not very good. I mean, I failed English four times, so you know. <laughs> four times. Four. That's not that bad considering you're quite dyslexic. That's actually quite well, a respectable number. Help. I didn't get any help. Well, that's even more respectable. Well, that's great. <laughs> so what did you do at uni? I did graphic design, um, but, the, but I had a condition. I got my like condition, well, unconditional offer to go to Blackpool University, but the there was a condition put in place that I be diagnosed with my dyslexia. The, right. the teachers were like, you need to have proof that you have this because it's really severe. Mm -hmm. So I did, and the woman was very much like, I did the test, and at the end of which went, how did you get to uni? <laughs> I was like, 
What do you mean? She went, this is, it's so severe. Like, honestly, you're like two stages above the most severe version of a dyslexic person. Oh, wow. Now, a lot of people have said that some of those, the cruel ironies from like the, the word dyslexia and stuff. There's the one that's the fear of long words. I don't know how I, to fully say it, but it's hippopotamonstros. And I know that there's another one, which is iberphobia, which is just the fear of palindromes because it's the same thing written forwards and backwards I, I, I was gonna bring that one up that was the one i was thinking of but i knew i couldn't pronounce it so i was like i'm gonna have to go in a different direction <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna move away from the the favorite and least favorite words now and we're gonna steer towards slightly deeper questioning on here Ooh. what turns you on creatively spiritually or emotionally See, this was a very hard question, but I kind of settled on the fact it would be media in general, because my inspiration comes from basically the media I consume. So it's video games, anime, TV, because all, all when my creative elements come from them because I'm a cosplayer. So if I see something that I want to, you know, I want to, I want to become that character, then I'll be like, I'm going to make that. That's going to give me motivation. I'm going to make that outfit. I'm going to dress in that outfit. Or if I see something I like, like in a graphical style, I'm like, oh, I could recreate that in a different way. So usually it's media in general that kind of inspires me or other cosplayers, I would say. Probably. That's fantastic. What lately have you been absorbing at all that's maybe inspired you? Have you and Liam, aside from wrestling, which I know you guys watch quite regularly, <laughs> have you been watching any new series or anything that you've gone, this is well, cool? Well, not really. I've been... I've I've kind of caught up finally on the My Hero Academia. Not completely caught up, but I did get into a very deep dive into My Hero Academia. I need to, I've got a hundred chapters to catch up on. And oh, that's you're reading kind of the made, manga? Yeah, I, I only read manga pretty much kind of exclusively. Not intentionally. It's just it's just easier for me. I, I find it easier to consume, which is interesting as a dyslexic person. But True. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I've been rereading that and that's made me want to remake Uraraka like from the ground up, like start it again and remake every aspect. So that's kind of like inspired me to start that again because I'm just so in love with the character. That's a neat tangent, actually, because you have shown me before we started that you've been I working did. on an Uraraka cosplay. Now, Uraraka <laughs> is something that you you gained some internet notoriety because of your I Uraraka did. cosplay, didn't I you? Did. How did that yeah, start? Yeah, that's the one that went viral. And where did that go viral from? Did you just get... It was your uh, TikTok. I put a video on Instagram okay. um, of me basically shaking my ass to an extent. <laughs> that was basically the gist of the video. And it just went... It was insane. It, it, I went from having 2,000 followers to like 20,000 in overnight. It was wow absolutely insane i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't comprehend it there was too many comments there was too much going on i was so overwhelmed by it all but it's yeah it was weird <laughs> but you've now gained quite a big audience on your tiktok haven't you through your various cosplays and videos that i you do. do i have half a million that's an amazing uh, number yeah <laughs> unfortunately tiktok's a very hard platform to kind of maintain and it's it's a hard pro just to keep relevant. It's very difficult, but I'm trying my best. <laughs> You're doing an, clearly doing an amazing job. I must say that as someone who wants to try and take a step into the short form content of TikTok, it's very anxiety inducing. It is. Even trying to think of what to do. Admittedly, in cosplay and stuff, because you're as a character, that opens up it does. quite a lot. However, if I, I, I don't have the capacity to do those things because I'm not a cosplayer. So I'm trying to think of those comedic style TikToks to do. And I can well, edit them like, together, but it's coming up with the ideas the for ideas. them. Yeah. I skits work the best from what I see on TikTok during my feed. I follow someone who's 
big into doing basically the whole childhood thing she had three siblings she, she'll do like uh relate relatable content in the sense of this is what my siblings were like and i because i have two brothers it's so relatable to me and i follow her and love everything she posts that's because great. it's a relatable it goes back to your childhood so relatable content something that you can relate to is what does the best i find on tiktok <laughs> so we've heard what turns you on creatively spiritually emotionally it's other media and stuff you like just getting inspired mm -hmm. by seeing media that you think is cool and inspirational now what turns you off creatively spiritually or emotionally people hmm. which is a it's, it's it's one of those things um people on the internet are very negative um and you, sometimes i'll put my heart and soul into like a cosplay or a video or something and it won't do well or it won't get the attention or they won't get the comments i thought it would get and that just kind of like goes oh what's the point of finishing that mm. it's very very what's the word um demoralizing i guess i don't know if that's the right word yeah absolutely yeah yeah and i and people will obviously also comment things like oh you've put on weight or you've gotten a bit fat or you've gotten this or you're going a bit too skinny now and some days you have to just kind of like turn off your phone because yeah. especially when you get a lot of comments on everything it just overwhelms you and unfortunately sometimes when you could be really into a project you post like a little share of it and you like oh i'm really excited about this and then the response you get is like either negative or nothing or just not what you expected and you're like oh why continue doing this no one cares so of course it, it is it's, it's obviously it's it's the joy of content creation i guess it's it comes with its own gripes it certainly but does. mainly people i would say people in general i <laughs> must ask comments. as a female content creator on the internet who does post content that can be sexualized to an extent mm -hmm. how do you find things like the sexism or the objectifying through your personal platforms it's it's funny because some right most of it i think is just funny mm. honestly most of the time I just, we just have a laugh uh, like someone commented oh i put so i could put bikini pictures on instagram and someone put your skin is the best bikini like we get get stuff like that like you know really cringy stuff which is is really funny on the other end um and yeah it's just it's one of those it, it kind of comes with the territory of being a girl which is unfair but mm -hmm. that is kind of the reality of the internet you're a girl on the internet and people are going to leave you comments that you don't you don't want but it, after a while i think you kind of get used to it and you get able to filter out the negativity ones because most of the time it's people just trying to tell you you look nice you look cute you know you just got to try and take it as best you can i guess absolutely and do you but, try um, and do I, a lot to empower other women creators like yourself as well I like to think so, but I'm, I, I don't know. It's one of those that's not really me for ans to answer. It's other mm. people, I would say, rather than myself, because I would like to think I do, but it's one of those that you have to ask someone else to know the answer. But um, like you say, you'd like to think that you're a part like of that conversation. Did, yeah. And as I'd a like female content that. creator, you are a part of that conversation. You mm. are a part of that movement. And the fact that you continue to do what you do, despite any anxieties or any sexist or misogynistic backlash that you may get you still carry on doing what you want to do in an empowering way that in itself is very empowering to other women i think when it comes to sexist comments it's more on my twitch that i get that um, interesting because i'm good at video games but people don't believe i'm good at video games sure but because they'll they see a girl on the internet and they're like you can't be good at games but no. It's like uh, when I was playing through Persona 5, I was beating bosses on my first try without much effort. And I was like, you're just lucky. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm just good at games. You got first beginner's luck. Tira no, Star, the god of gaming. 
<laughs> it was the same with like Monster Hunter, because um, Duncan was shocked how good I was. Like, but not 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 in a sexist way. It was just like, oh my god. And then all of his people come over, like, oh, you are actually good at video games. I'm like, yeah, because I love video games. I play them regularly. But sometimes I feel like when people come into the the stream, they just don't expect it, or they don't they assume I'm bad at games. That's, that's not a fair assumption at all. It's not. But like I like the other day, I managed to I've I've finally platinumed the Final Fantasy VII R and that included doing a DLC which included a super boss that you could only damage when it was staggered which is exceedingly hard and it took me three and a half hours to do it wow. and people were coming into that and like but you've not even maxed out your material I was like yeah but I can still do it for those of you who are yeah. just joining us I am joined by the amazing Tira star Sophie who is dressed in the is it the mature outfit for Tifa yes Tifa's mature outfit there we go so it, it kind of does doesn't it do, please <laughs> do not google Tifa is. mature on the internet don't do it's that Honestly, the actual in the game, the options are mature, exotic, and sporty. <laughs> Amateur POV, all that. <laughs> so, what I what I did want to ask was, have you jumped into Final Fantasy fourteen at all? Because that's the MMO. No, you have. I, I I when when the first came out, I can't remember what year it came out. Um, because I obviously played a lot of Final Fantasy games, I got asked to beta test it when the initial game came out. Oh wow. Um, because they send it out to loads of people basically who are big fan fancy fans um who had like a load of them on the account or something it was weird uh <laughs> but i got an, i got an email i was just like oh yeah free download for the whole weekend to play it why not so i did i really enjoyed it but i just couldn't in my mind justify getting it and getting the monthly membership with a job and with college and at the time and stuff going on i just it's one of those games that take up a lot of your time and it's just not something i have time for as it is i totally understand have you noticed have the rise in popularity things. though because it's exploded yes, over the last month or two is. what do you think of that i think that's great i think people um i think final fantasy is a really good franchise and it's nice to see that people are really enjoying the online element i know my friend one of my best friends is really into it like she wants she's making all the cosplay for the uh, one of the um i can't remember the brie uh, the what the, there's loads of different types races isn't there there are um, and they're all incredibly complicatedly they named they are and i don't remember the name but they have very large ears uh like but metallic looking ears. oh aura. strange i think that might be it that's yeah, what i, I am i'm an aura oh are you so that's the only See, reason i know it. it's because to me i went well they're cool they've just got like horns that looks sick See, i i wanted to be if i played it i picked the um the bunny class but i can never pronounce it, it begins with a v oh yes i've seen that one i've actually got a pet one that walks around with yeah. me and it looks like i've got a little sort of furry servant who follows me around and i don't know how to feel about it i'll be because, honest um... i'm still a bit mixed on final fantasy 14 so i have become mm. what the internet is now calling a wow refugee i've been playing oh. world of warcraft for years and because yes, you played the classic one didn't you i did i've been, i've been obsessed with classic and i've played the shit out of tbc classic i played a little bit of retail it's not very much for me i find some it quite intimidating when i'm 17 years behind quite a few people or fewer yeah. than that with a lot that's a big legacy to jump in on and also the story is getting worse for a lot of people <laughs> oh, no. a lot of the quality of life stuff's getting significantly more boring so people have been in a mass exodus away from wow wow's numbers are massively declining and final oh, fantasy 14s are skyrocketing to the point where it sold out the other day digital yeah, copies someone was saying this to me about digital and i was like how is that even possible 
they basically maxed out server capacity so briefly paused the ability to get the codes i believe or they ran out of pre-rendered codes or pre-generated codes which is just nuts it's the v viera is that what they're called the viera that's the viera I know it because it, it's not the first time it appears. It appears in Final Fantasy XII on the main characters. Fran is of that um, race. And also um, in the tactics video games, the Final yes. Fantasy Tactics, which I adore. I basically had a whole team of just them. Oh, really? <laughs> just bunnies? Yeah, my whole team was like, I want the only female race. Thank you. <laughs> That's <laughs> perfect. Have you? There's a new one coming out, isn't there? Have you tried that at all? Or is there no uh, demo yet? Oh, do you mean um, the new one's got like a work, a work, what's it called, a working name? Uh, a, a project, strategy. a working project title kind of thing. Yeah, I, I actually played, can't remember. I, I probably, I think it's Project Triad or something. Oh no, know. that's the um, Project Triangle. Tri something. That's Sorry, project. Triangle Strategy. That's the. Oh, that's the one that's a bit like Final Fantasy Tactics and also yes. a bit like Octopath Traveler at the same time. Yeah, it's time. like, a, it's like right. a fusion of it. I, tr I actually Traveler. did try that briefly, but I, I didn't I try really any combat. It. I got as far as the combat and went, I'll come back to this in a bit. Oh, no. It's really good. I got really upset when I realized it wasn't going to be out till 2020. So I started playing Final Fantasy um, Tactics War of Lions again. Is that good? What really was that on? Yes. Uh, that is on my PSP Vita. It's, like, it's, it was, it's only on the PSP and it's only on the PlayStation 1. It's one that needs to be ported onto other consoles. It's a very good ask, game. What other Final Fantasies would you like to see remade or remastered at any point? Ooh. See, I, I know that Final Fantasy 9 has been remastered. But do, actually, do you know what? Final Fantasy 9 is fine as it is. I think Final Fantasy 6 is the one I want the most. I've seen, I don't know if you've seen it. Um, Dragon is that Quest Liam's favourite? Final Fantasy, no, that's eight. That's eight. All right. Um, if you might have seen it, when the Dragon Quest three has got like a new remake, like it's kind of like Octopath Travel graphics by the looks of things. Oh wow! And I was really obsessed when they were talking about Final Fantasy, like the old Final Fantasies, and they were bringing them forward. I was like, oh, you know, like we're gonna get something new with Final Fantasy six, and it's not. It's the same game again with worse graphics. And oh. I was just like, oh god, because I really want people to play Final Fantasy six because it's a really good game, but it's just not accessible because it's such an old game, and people don't really tend to give games older games that much of a chance well it's interesting that you say that because i had this and i know a few other people who had this with the final fantasy 7 legacy that they've sort of left everyone talks oh, about yeah. final fantasy 7 as this amazing one of the best games of all time sort of titles and so mm -hmm. a lot of people have gotten into the pc ports the mobile yeah, ports the whatever game. port they need to of the original game the game is extraordinarily long which is immediately quite difficult for a lot of people to commit to a storyline of no, no, I, I don't think it's that long. Do you not? I mean, well, no, think about if you think about it, are you talking about the original Final Fantasy VII game? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, the, right, this is this is the way I put it in perspective. The remake that they've just done, mm -hmm. which is like 50 hours or whatever, you know, for the whole story, is only four hours of the main game, the yes. original main game. Yeah. Like, you can get through that in the time you could probably do the first chunk of dialogue. If you know what you're doing, you can get through Final Fantasy VII super quick. Really? Does anyone know yeah. the speed run time for it, oh, where I it's not no a idea. glitch? It's just running through it as fast as you can. Because I'd be but interested like, to know that. Because a lot of, aside from the length that it takes, which is is still quite long and quite still, complicated. It is, I mean, but it is a, 
it is a Final Fantasy game. Like True. you kind of expect to. Like I don't understand why people want games that aren't long because you want your money's worth. You do, me, but I, I mean, as you said with Final Fantasy fourteen, it's about time now, and so yeah, in some ways, yeah. whilst whilst I, I appreciate a longer story and something that I can sink my teeth into, but sometimes smaller, more bite-sized things, especially if it's something that you're going back on because yeah. it's got legacy rather than something new, that to me feels like it should be a more bite-sizable thing. However, you were well, right, the new one, they did stretch it into quite a lot of quite admittedly quite exciting gameplay but not an awful lot of the story i did find the no, final fantasy 7 remake strange. pretty interesting uber kestrel in the chat has said that it's the first final fantasy game he's played in 13 years what did you oh, think of the remake i love it it's it final fantasy 9 is still my favorite but it's moved from final fantasy 6 being second to third oh wow like because i love final fantasy 7 final fantasy 7 has always been very high up there just the base game as mm. itself but I fell in love with the characters even more so. Like, for example, I didn't like Aerith much in the original game, and now I like her as a character. Uh, they flesh her out way more they, in this. She's so much more fleshed out, I and agree. I feel like they've done the game justice. I have gripes with it. Like, uh, no game's perfect. That's just how it is. True. I do do wish certain things weren't... I'm not going to say because I don't want to spoil any of the games, but I do wish certain things, you know, they'd left. But i'm i'm open i've got an open mind i'm happy to to ride out the full wave of the game and see how it goes if it ends up being the best thing i've ever played then it will beat my favorite game but it, i it's at the moment it's second it's definitely done well i'm very very happy with it i'm glad you liked it i personally really enjoyed what i did play of it i didn't yeah. i didn't don't think i 100 percented it or anything near that but i played through most of the story if not all of it and it's great. I love the way it looks. I think they did a really lovely job oh, of beautiful. updating the art design and actually making the world of Midgar and stuff feel a lot bigger. I really mm. liked what they did there. I actually there. really enjoyed the gameplay. Mm. Um, I still maintain my view that Final Fantasy games don't really exist anymore. Final Fantasy sure. games are turn-based games. Yeah. Um, and now we've moved on to a different era of it, which is fine. I'm totally mm -hmm. fine with that. But I have, like, I hated Final Fantasy XIII with a passion. Um, that was very and, linear and boring, oh, though. I hated it. I, I hated rented it so that much. from Blockbuster, I, I can, so that's dating this anecdote. Oh, but God. I rented it and it sucked. I, I took it back the next day. Like, this isn't interesting. It isn't fun. I vent. I could vent about it for hours, so I'm not going to go to <laughs> it's it. It's a whole nother podcast <laughs> it's in a itself. Whole nother, I hate it. But, um, and I did, I did. I enjoyed Final Fantasy 15, but the gameplay was, was restrictive in the sense you could only play as the main character. You couldn't play as the other characters. Mm -hmm. So this was a really nice compromise of all the gameplays, like kind of merged together and it, it worked. I felt like it was the first time I was playing a Final Fantasy game. I was like, no, I really like this gameplay. I'm really enjoying it. It's really like satisfying. So it was nice. I still maintain... The last real Final Fantasy game was Final Fantasy X, and after that, everything's just been kind of... I thought you liked twelve. Really. I like twelve, but it's not my favourite. Um, I struggle with the gameplay, and I struggle with the story sometimes. Sure. I know Lucy loves it. <laughs> For me, but, uh, the uh, Final Fantasy VII remake story was confused. Not confusing... Uh, confused because it, if you think about the the sequence of events i'm aware that they had to take a source material and mm. add in padding to make it bigger and i will say for doing that i think they did a good job however it goes all a bit strange like you start in the base at the beginning blowing stuff up and then another couple of little sequences happen then you go to see someone's dying dad and their mum 
and you're sneaking around. Then you're suddenly back in another exploding factory. Then you're being surrounded by enemies. Then a, a guy arrives who stops all the mechs and the enemies. You fight him, and then the mechs will get back up anyway, so what the fuck was the point of all of that? And then when he leaves and you beat them, there's this really prolonged scene staring at the big guy's ass. And I just, at that point, I went... What is happening? Does anyone remember the scene I'm talking about? That's one of the big bits I remembered. You fight the guy who's on a motorbike all the time. Oh, yeah, him. Right, yes, I know this And guy. after that, the fatter character, the fat male character you play with, has injured his ass. Oh, <laughs> And so you turn around, like, he just turns around and drops trowel, and there's this prolonged sort of point of view of his ass, and you're sort of watching Tifa all. and Cloud go... I don't remember this For just all. long enough for it to be uncomfortable. I don't think any proctology exams have taken that long. It was super uncomfortable. I don't really, I'm going to have to look it up. I've, to, I've, I've replayed the game like three times and I have no idea what that bit you're That stuck with me because that's the one moment I went, what's happening? Although I will say I thoroughly enjoyed the Aerith roof jumping and stuff a lot more in this. Mm. I really liked all that. I thought it, it fleshed her out a bit more. They made her character... I'm gonna say it, quite sexy. She's very soft well, and gentle and playful. She's meant to be, essentially, because mm. I, the one thing I love about Final Fantasy um, Seven is that Tif is Tifa and Aerith, because Tifa, in the way she dresses, seems like she'd be the more sexy, pro provocative one, flirty one. Mm. Where in fact, the one who looks very innocent girl next door is that kind of personality, and Tifa's very reserved and keeps to herself and keeps all the emotions kind of under check. Whereas Eris very flirty, very, you know, kind of like with the little air you know, like she has very girl next door vibes. Like she certainly she's very bloody does. Cute. Um, and obviously with the red dress, like that was like, woo, you know, because no one expected that because Tifa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you think of the sex appeal in Final Fantasy VII, you think Tifa, not Aerith. But they've done a good job now of kind of balancing it i would say for me i quite liked that they sort of fleshed cloud's love life out a smidge more because they made tifa seem quite interested the whole time they make Aerith seem quite interested the whole time and they make jesse jesse she's like chill it's out so love weird. you are too horny like this is horny on main it's terrifying it's because because in the original game she seems very much like Aerith. very what's the uh well she's like, not got that much dialogue reserved. it's it's all well, like she, expansive dialogue bit, see of her, she's very uh coy reserved yeah kind of like shy flowing but, but she now is she's basically known as like the easier choice you just go like this person literally Damn, wants me <laughs> what are you doing I loved it. I actually, whilst you're right, it has its problems. I'm excited mm. to see the second part of it. And I'm also excited to play it on a PS5. Because, let's be honest, oh, it's, PS4 honestly, it's is actually terrible. Noticeably different. It's I actually hate noticeably it. different. Really? Yes, it, I was really shocked. Because I, I, I played the DLC, mm -hmm. which I've really enjoyed. Um, I hope that more people get a chance to play it, because I know PlayStation 5s are really hard to get hold of. But it's a really nice way. They flesh out Yuffie so much. She feels like an actual character in the series rather than just a side character from now on. Because in the original game, I, you forget about her. She has like literally one big moment, and that's it. So it was nice to have that kind of character with her. But obviously, because I was replaying that, and I was like, oh, this looks a bit good. And then I was like... Oh, I need to do the, the platinum anyway. So I replayed big chunks of the game and I was like, this is actually noticeably nicer. 
Like wow. it's it, with it's, the ray it, tracing and the better frame yeah, rate, I imagine so. I, it's beautiful. I mean, it was beautiful anyway. It yeah. was stunning. For what it was, was like, the medium it was on, it was more. still good. But when we can get it on PC and PS5, it's going to look absolutely yeah. gorgeous. I've I seen. Think I think it'll be available on PS soon, isn't it? We'd I absolutely hope so, and maybe it will at some point in the next coming months. There's actually quite a few very good games coming out in the coming months, and mm. some of those, in fact, almost all of those, seem to have come from Nintendo. What yes. games are you looking forward to from Nintendo? Well, I've already got Skyward Swords. Um, Have you played Monster it yet? Hunter Stories 2 to play. Great. And I've still got the original Monster Hunters to, to play. <laughs> I've got this too many games. I'm I'm kind of overrun a little bit. But uh, Skyward Sword I'm enjoying. The controls are a bit a bit clunky, not going to lie. But well, that it was, was always motion... the case. People yeah, hated it, a, it for that. It was a motion mess. So at least... Now you can do it in a controller form, but it does have its gripes because it, it is what it is. That's just how the game is. Are you a Metroid um, fan? I'm not a big. I like like I like Metroid. Mm -hmm. I like because I like the character Samus. I loved the whole the I, when I was a kid. I remember everyone talking about it, just being like, oh, "She's a woman." So that bit was very empowering as a of you know course. as a girl finding out that this badass bounty hunter destroys all these aliens as a woman. It was amazing. So I have an appreciation for the character, but I was very bad at the games. I, I, just, I had a hard time getting into them. Um, I do want to give the new one a try. Mm -hmm. If there's a demo available, I'll definitely give it a go because it is more now in, like what it used to be. Because it kind of took it, a lot of games when they take the 3D route, sometimes it just doesn't work. And I feel like Metroid was a little bit in that end. Well, but the stories are still good. So but, Metroid, know. Metroid, interestingly, because obviously it's it's 2D and it's the first half of a genre that it invented, Metroidvania. Mm. And the first games have been remade as different entities. So there's Oh, Metroid Zero Mission, which is technically oh, no Metroid idea, yeah. 1, I think. Then there's yeah. been a recent remake of Samus Returns, which is Metroid 2. That was remade for the 3DS a couple of years ago. And then since then, they had a third Metroid that I cannot... I think it was Super Metroid after that. And then Metroid 4, quote, quote, was Metroid Fusion for the Game Boy Advance. This yes. is now Metroid 5, Metroid Dread, which actually began development back before the DS ever came out. It was even well, Yeah, teased. there's one that's been in, like, development for forever, literally. It's like a Final Fantasy game. It's been there forever. Exactly. And it's been restarted a couple of times. And the first foray that they did into 3D from the 2D Metroidvania that they made so it was famous. There a GameCube game, There it? was. It was called Metroid yeah. Prime. And Metroid Prime yes. is considered a masterpiece. And for a number yes. of reasons, they did a great job of fleshing out the world of Metroid. And they're one of the only instances of people who've translated Metroidvania formatting into 3D so well. Because the advantage yes. of Metroidvania is the explorative nature of it. If you've ever played Castlevania or Metroid or Bloodstained, those are bit. all like that. And you get lost in the maps and there's certain rooms you have to find, you unlock secrets. And that gameplay, when you can translate that to 3D without it feeling like there's a jarring difference, that's yeah. very hard and very impressive. And very few have done that since Metroid Prime 1. Metroid Prime 2, people still like not as good as the first one and metroid no. prime 3 i think people typically don't really like there's also metroid other m which is didn't uh, even know that one that one that was on the wii or the wii u and it was a bit oh, rubbish why I didn't know it. it was a bit rubbish and people don't really like it because they made samus go from this badass character into this sort of shrieking weakling who sort of starts having 
a meltdown seeing the same boss that she's killed a number of times and making her overly broody and motherly and it just it sort of felt like it took away and detracted from some of the amazing characters that they built over the time and so it sort of shunned a little bit but then the events of that i think lead into what we're about to see in this new one and also in metroid prime 4 so we've got some exciting stuff the 30th anniversary this year or something or was it the year before I don't remember. I believe it might be this year or maybe it's next year because they are releasing I remember releasing everyone was taking up a fuss because they're like, oh my God, all these anniversaries come out and we never hear anything about Metroid. I remember that because people always complain that there was there was never anything about Metroid. But now I was like, well, you all got what you wanted. You got something, so it's good. That's true. And there is there have been rumours that Metroid Prime 4 will also have a pre-release bundle of a sort of remastered Ooh. trilogy of the original Metroid Primes. That but would be really good. Apparently from leaks, quote unquote, which obviously you have to take with an enormous amount of of salt into your soul yeah it's apparently been ready for a while but they haven't oh. found an excuse to release it but also really they weird. haven't even come close to even teasing it so that leak is most likely utter nonsense yeah but you know it's interesting to see what other things we've got are you excited for the pokemon games oh so excited yeah which I, one I, I, are you most ex- i'm not gonna excited lie for? i don't really like the graphical style they've taken for the remakes but i understand why they have um, and I'm fine with it and I'm happy to play it. I'm more interested in Legends, but obviously that's going to be next year. It's not this year. This, uh, I think it's like Jan or 2020 or something like that. Is, I think so, that is what they said. January 2022 would be I think RCS, so, wouldn't I it? Think, yeah. I think that yeah. one looks good. Uh, people really railed on the trailer and the announcement. They yeah. just didn't like I mean, the trees. It, I, I think it looks like a shit mobile game, but... In fairness, I now after seeing because I don't know if you watched the Switch OLED release, they actually no. showed some footage of of the new Pokemon game in the console, and it actually looked like they'd they'd actually taken on board some of the things people were saying. Ooh. So it just looked like the graphics have improved a bit, and I'm quite now excited to see what they've done. So there has been changes made, so it's it's going to be interesting. That is cool. I actually have not really cared much for this OLED thing. What about you? No, it's not not interesting. If you don't have a Switch, yes, wonderful. Definitely get, get, get it. it. Get it. If you've got a Switch, what's the point, honestly? Because most people play their Switches in a dock. Mm-hmm. And the only positives you get is if you are purely a handheld console user. So I can understand maybe if you do use it only as a handheld console, but I feel like that's such a minority. I feel like Nintendo sometimes forget that people don't always want to play on the go. But that's also the point of the Switch Mini, isn't it? Or the Switch Lite. Yeah, that's why I was very confused by it. Because I was like, you literally made a handheld console for it. But, Hmm. like, it would have been nice if they didn't. But then maybe because of, I I like to think maybe because um, of the pandemic, maybe more was planned for it. Maybe they were going to do more with it, but they just didn't have time. Um, Like, my friend Duncan mentioned that the screens probably they've already are probably all paid for mm. and they've had to get them out because obviously they'll be outdated by the time they get the rest of the stuff because there's shortages and everything so there could be a load of factors we don't know about and they're time. making the best out of a bad situation but at least it's only 50 quid more than the console That's so if you are looking to buy a switch it's it's nice and but it's just one of those things it's like neatly as a tangent have you seen mm. this steam deck I have, but I'd never play Steam, so it didn't really interest me. No, I mean, if you're not really much of a PC gamer... I don't gamer. play PC games, so it wasn't really... I, I was like, oh, that's really cool for anyone who plays, like, PC games, but I don't really have any. I, I, I've always been a console gamer, so it hasn't really 
interested me. I'd be interested to know what the chat and everybody think about it because I can see the appeal and it's also super affordable. That's the one thing that separates mm. this invention from any of its Kickstarter counterparts, of which yeah. there were a handful. And it's kind of difficult because they, they've got a reasonably good graphics chip in it. You're basically going to be getting 720p gaming, which is totally fine in handheld. Nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, it's handheld. Yeah. But I, I'm trying to think what games would I want to play in that sort of resolution <laughs> yeah, and scale? I feel like with the way games have evolved, there isn't really many PC exclusives, if you think about it, that you can't already play on another console. Mm. like you can play nearly any of the final fantasy games on the switch you can play you know like you, it's all kind of gets eventually moved onto other consoles and it's all about waiting game most of the time and if you do want to play a game on pc i would expect you want to play a very like high performing game that's going to bang like, on like your you cyberpunks know, or warzone you want something yeah, that's going to exactly. look good yeah but so why would you want to play that in handheld that's why i for, for, it doesn't i get why but if but as a person who doesn't really use Steam much, maybe there is more games that I'm just not aware of that people want to play in handheld mode. But to mm. me, PC gaming was always about it performing better than any other console. That's all I ever hear about. So I don't know why you'd want to switch to handheld. No, I, I totally agree. Personally, I can see, obviously, some benefit from it. I could see benefit from being able to play Dark Souls 3 out and about. I love that game. I don't have another way I am of going to playing that. I'm going to give Bloodborne a try. Oh, really? Um, Yes, it was on my... I had a list of games I was going to play on stream and Final Fantasy X won, but Bloodborne was second. So I'm considering it afterwards because everyone thinks it'd be funny to watch me play it. It's going to be very frustrating, but you're good at games. So I imagine uh, you will pick it up reasonably quickly. I'm hoping so. I, I do plan to give it a try. I've been putting it off for literally like a decade, however long it's come out for. Um, it's approaching a decade. It came out yeah. in 2013, 14. That's what I was thinking. It's been out a long time because everyone keeps mentioning it to me and I'm like, I'll get, a, I'll get around to it's it eventually. It's a masterpiece. Are you playing on but PS5? Yeah, yes, because Bloodborne was part of the... Because when you get PS5, you have access to a lot of other games, like including the old Fallout games, which I want to play, like Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 3, which I've never played. I've They're never played fun. the fourth one. Um, so they have like PlayStation 1 games, PlayStation 2 games, some PlayStation 3 and 4. And one of the, some of the games that came with it was including um, was Bloodborne, which I was really like, oh, I've actually always wanted to give that a try. And now I have the access to it. Why not? Why not give it a go? It's certainly a masterpiece. When so I went the to list. the I went on to the, the video game exhibit at the British Museum Ooh. when they did a small run on that. And oh. one of the many games that they had a sort of dedicated area and a video and artworks of was Bloodborne. And they talk about all the amazing ways that it's processed, about how you organically learn how the game works, about how it throws lots of amazing music and sudden yeah. Like the little bits I have seen about it. I, I have thought, oh, that is really cool. Like the monster designs look phenomenal, and like I do like some of the outfits the characters wear as well. I'm like, that is that's a really nice design. Like Bloodborne is kind of is it vampires and stuff like that more than werewolves more than vampires, but I think there yeah. are vampires. Yeah, yeah, there was, and and I like I liked I liked the the world itself. Like Big I watched people play it because i'm like it's really fascinating to see the world especially how big the monsters are and yeah. how they fit within the environment and sometimes how they interact with the environment so it is a game that's always interested me i just you know just want you have no time is it like to play all these games so and i've always put it off because i'm like 
what if I get really mad? <laughs> oh, you will. I can assure you, you will get incredibly mad. I know. Because the worst mad. thing about those games is, more often than not, it's your fault that you died. Yeah. You blew something or you messed this up. It's rarely the game not allowing a moment. That does and will happen, but the majority of the time it's punishing you for your mistakes. And so that anger goes very inward and it becomes very like self-abusive. A- I, I know I could probably do it because I have I'm one of them kind of people that will do the same boss battle over and over and over and over again for hours to until I until do it you're because done, I'm yeah. really stubborn stubborn. Um but that's my worry. Am I gonna get into that stage with every boss and just get, you know, burnt out? That's that's the worry I have. Um and I'm a bit of a panicker. Like I'm good at video games, but so, there is times where I know like in Final Fantasy Seven it happened a few times with the last boss I was doing, where I fucked up and it really annoyed me because I was like, No, that was me panicking. <laughs> I pressed it, the that wrong will button, I used the wrong spell. It's one I'm of those, like, oh. you've got to take your time in Soulsborne games, and it's yeah. all about, you've always got to imagine the expression, don't get greedy, because that is when you make the mistakes, and you yeah. slash an extra two or three times, ruin the rest of your stamina bar, the boss winds up to kill you, you can't roll out of the way, you die, you scream. That has yeah. happened to me so many times. Now, Just an, just an extra hit, just an extra exactly, hit. Exactly, yeah, that I've, is all I've you want. You're just like, just one more, one more, one more, I can, I can get it. And then you blow it with a single blow left on that boss. That has happened to me a lot. And I've actually found a way to perfectly segue us into the next question Ooh, on the PVO okay. question over this. Because I swear a lot when I play Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Oh, of so, what is your favourite curse word? Oh, it's easy, it's con. <laughs> It's a really horrible one. Uh, pretend that was over her saying that word. <laughs> we say it on stream all the time, so I think we you're don't. Fine. <laughs> I don't want my uh, audience to hear it. But it's that word. <laughs> yes, that word. That is because which I didn't. I never thought it was that bad until I got older and realized, oh, that is probably a bad word. Americans really don't like it either. Americans they get very like offended by it. In the but UK and Ireland and Scotland and Wales, it's like part of vernacular well, it was the first swear word i learned as well so it didn't really help the first swear word you learned as yes, a kid was the worst my i used to watch my, my stepdad play video games and he used to play final fantasy 7 and like other things so i'd watch him play it as you do and he used to call those monsters that word all the time so after a while i started repeating it and uh my mum overheard it one day and was not happy <laughs> i imagine <laughs> my fault I... she was like you've taught my daughter this word <laughs> and it was suddenly getting repeated everywhere yeah i can imagine uh, every time i fought a boss and a monster and stuff in games and i lost it would be that word i still um, remember one of the first times i said it around a friend and he'd never heard it and he goes what does that mean and i went uh, it's just a, it's a bad swear word and he sort of furrowed his brow for a bit we were playing on the computer and he walked out of the room just went out the room to his dad and I went what's a c- and, and I was like, what are you doing? I just told you it's a swear word. But, you know, whatever. Ain't nobody getting banned. Oh, I'm not expecting to get banned. I just, I have a, a thing that I expect for my audience. I don't want to be throwing that word out there too flippantly. That's fair, that's understandable. Because it is very offensive to some people. But- Which is so interesting to me, because I'm like, I don't, I don't. It's, I guess it's when when you when you've grown up with it and you never think it's a bad word. You just because it's only a word at the end of the day. Like it's just. A swear I agree, word but people who watch well, things understand. on the internet don't. Yeah, no, I agree, hundred percent. Like people have had a go at me for it before, and I'm like, 
that's my choice. That's Liam my, my has also gotten in a lot of trouble on the internet for using that word. Yes, he has. And we've had a number of discussions about this. In fact, I listened back to mine and Liam's original <laughs> hogcast and we talked about this, that Liam got told off on the internet quite badly for he saying did. it. And I got told I off that. because someone said, hey, you're not allowed to say that. You don't have one. And I sort of went, I don't have an umbrella. Are you just going to ban me from saying words now because I don't own it? Is that but to me, I'm not going to say the word, obviously, but to me, it's the same as saying dick. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it, we are the people who give it meaning. The same yeah. can arguably set, be said for a lot of offensive words, whether they be it's slurs, true, swear true, words. We give them power. We don't, we don't, and you're right, it's four letters arranged in a specific way. And here's, here's an idea of the sort of stupidity of it. I'm a man who's been in radio and TV. Mm. And if you notice on radio and TV, you are obviously, you have to be incredibly safe on the air. You'll also yes, notice that newspapers can't say things. And so mm. the Sun will have in the paper, Prince Harry called a cabbie a c**t. And you go, yeah. that's, that's the closest Sun readers get to a crossword. Figuring yeah. out what asterisk, what letters that meant to be there. But then by that rule, if I'm on, if I'm on BBC radio... Can I start saying thick or can I start calling someone a yeah. cunt? Because that's that's literally not offensive. Yes, it's, it's near to the word, but how how far do we go with this? Because there's loads of stuff that sounds like the N-word. Mm, Are we going yeah. to ban any word that sounds remotely similar to any other offensive word? Because that's when things start to get a bit strange. I think swear words in general just need to be kind of accepted by culture because it's uh, it, it is it's one of those things you stub your toe and you're gonna swear you're gonna be like fuck mm. that, that, you got you know what what else are you gonna you kind of grown up in in a way that where you learn all these words and you learn that you're not really meant to say them but everyone does if we just accept the the part of what people say then the taboo around it and the power behind it would kind of dissolve a bit. As Liam's mentioned in the chat, we are talking about swears here. We're not trying to oh, justify yeah, no making slurs. slurs, slurs okay? Are not don't don't ever use slurs. There's a reason they've they've got a different name. That's all I'll say. We can use anything as an insult in Britain. I have no qualms with people swearing. Well, that's what my, quite a lot of people have, and especially when you've grown up in our generation, we are quite mm. a liberal generation yeah, of people and we true. think very liberally and also we've <laughs> absorbed a lot of media with a lot of swearing think about the american pie movies that we grew up with you oh know? god yeah oh it's my god so it's so sweary but needlessly so and that's just the the stuff we absorbed and it was hilarious the, so yeah it's all just become part of our vernacular egg was an insult in shakespeare yeah, that's right think how liberally that. we or used egg it, nowadays um, biting your thumb used to be one too really yeah, yeah, like uh, years ago, if you bit your thumb at someone, it was a, oh. it was basically like sti sticking the finger up at someone. Yes, that's an old Italian one. I remember yeah. that. Now, it's I super interesting that these are a thing. We were actually having a conversation over the weekend. I spent this lovely weekend in Birmingham with some friends for a sort of long housewarming oh. party of there. Ended up turning into quite a fun little sort of creator bash. And we ended up having loads of really amazing conversations. And one of them was about this. Because we were all talking about, as, as creators, we're all constantly scared that something we've said in the past that this is, is by no means offensive, not even yeah. like towing the line, we're talking non-offensive, gets retrospectively 
viewed by the, the ridiculous standards of sensitivity of today. And this yes. happens with famous people like James Gunn and stuff. Admittedly, I'm not mm-hmm. condoning anything they have said. No, what I'm talking about is merely the fact that stuff from their past has been brought up. And so we was we were actually trying to speculate genuinely what is the stuff that we are going to get cancelled for in 15 years. And I wondered yeah. if it was stuff that was as simple as using the word cancer for instance as a adjective for something that spreads maliciously like racism spreading like a cancer nazism spreading in the early 40s and arguably in the early 2020s is a cancer but there's people on the internet and we're all we all know this that like to get upset about anything about mm. anything there's stuff on the internet you should get upset about racism oh, inequality completely. homophobia abuse. when it's stuff where you're trying to do mental gymnastics to get offended then we have a problem so i imagine the kind of thing where people go that stuff is just cancer i hate it you know in 10 years people are going to go a lot of people die of cancer my parents died of cancer how yeah. dare you use but cancer not, so flippantly and you go it's it's not it's about spreading you, you, yeah. you have to kind of defend yourself and everything you say which yeah. is which it's it's uh, exhausting yeah it's completely exhausting and walking on eggshells i admit you should be sensible as to not upset people and you mm. should be making sure people feel comfortable and included 100%. but you shouldn't be having to do too much policing of language and it's absurd that people think that we have to also have retrospectively kept up with an ever-changing standard. Think how different our lives were on the playground. Think of some of the words we'd have said on the playground. That yeah. If you said now on a stream mm. or in tweets, you'd be looked at as a fucking monster because they're not okay things to say. But when yeah. you're a nasty little turd of a kid, you don't have that moral compass. You well, don't no, have you moral won't experience. Know. And, and as a kid, you don't really have empathy. Like You, you, you grow into that. Exactly. As a teenagers, a lot of teenagers, that's a problem with them. They don't. Empathy is something that you kind of get over time. Exactly. Um, so people the things people that. say, you know, I've, I've had things said to me that I'm obviously not going to repeat in stream that you know that you wouldn't, they wouldn't, that person probably wouldn't say it now because that's not who adults, they are or what they that's are. That's not who they are anymore. But I would say even in the last three years, I think lockdown has not helped the matter that everyone's been locked in the house and bored. And I feel like that's not really helped the situation. Everyone's on the internet mm. all the time, constantly. All the time. And it's so much, it, it's so, I think it's, as part of it's boredom, part of it's people finding things and like, I don't like this person, so I'm gonna retweet something they said from ten years ago. You know, Amos put and, it quite rightly that it's people that are obsessed with being on a moral high horse, and that's what it yes, is. It's it. People it refer to it commonly as sort of the virtue signalling Olympics. And, well, and it's actually, the, it's the whole cancel culture. Do you, do you want the cancel? Your <laughs> kind of went a bit wrong there. We all heard that one, but I'm not going to repeat what she said. But <laughs> the um, the entire thing. Sorry, I got very disturbed <laughs> by using cancel culture. What culture? <laughs> you accent. You fumbled your words there and said oh, cancel <laughs> c u n t teacher. And it was That's just a too funny. Thing I can get away with that. <laughs> I will say the the finest instance of getting. <laughs> this sort of we'll refer to it as the virtue signaling olympics it's i i think everyone's equal no i think everyone's equal i think all trans people are, are exactly the identity that they say no i think that more no i do it's that yeah. and it performed in different ways and this becomes 
really dangerous when you start getting into the realm of politicization. So yes, everyone should be treated as equally. We can uh-huh. all totally agree on 100%. that. We should all view everybody as equal. The problem is, is people take that literally and then drag it along to oh, let's look at political systems that also view things this way. And then they see socialism, fine, not perf- definitely not perfect, in fact, demonstrably not perfect, but we have socialist yeah. policies in the UK. They work, yes, they're wonderful. And then they go as far as communism. Communism yeah. has killed way more people than Nazism has, can, or ever will. Well, and you I see mean, people yeah, think about the USSR, look at <laughs> yeah, Venezuela. Sorry. There is no communist country has ever worked. It is a demonstrably bad thing and it kills people and quashes entire civilizations. And you see loads of anime profile pictured people on the internet loving oh. that they, they think everyone's equal because they're part of BLM or they're part of the LGBTQ yeah. movement and they want those people who are marginalized to no longer be marginalized. And they take that as, as far as going, and I'm a communist. And you go, then you are an idiot and you are an yeah. extremist and you don't understand the system that you're a part of. It's okay to think about Marxism and stuff. And that's an entire intelligent conversation that people far more intelligent than me will be able to lay out for you but i will say if you go around unironically proclaiming that you're a communist because you think that people should be equal you don't understand communism and you don't understand humans so let's we'll move away from all that but that is a whole part of the internet that's all part of this thing that we're talking about of virtue parading and virtue signaling olympics but we'll move away from that and we'll try and go to something that gives you a bit of life what sound or noise tira star do you love <laughs> ruby's grumbling in the morning it makes my day she does this like little growl thing that she whenever she comes out of the cage because she's so happy and she goes like a or something like that it's really cute and then she she'll just like kind of like bark and not bark at you but it's like in this growly thing right. when she's on the couch like oh my god i'm so happy to see you We're downstairs this is so exciting running around and it just makes my day every single day the little noise she makes <laughs> do they do do you guys do when either of the dogs stretch do you guys go big stretch big stretch big stretch <laughs> that seems to be the thing everyone on the internet does no, no matter I- the dog I don't think we've ever done that one. No, that's not one we've done. You know, when they lean, they lean back and they stretch their paws out front and they do that big old yawn and a stretch. Everyone I see on the internet goes, big stretch, big stretch, big oh, stretch. Oh, I normally just go, oh, you tired, baby. <laughs> that would be mine. A lot of people in the chat <laughs> already going, I do that, I do that. So with Bertley, <laughs> Bertley makes a cute little sort of grumbly noise when he does it, but Bertley makes all sorts of ridiculously cute noises that we've named yeah. their own things so he, he grumbles all the time when he lies down and schlumps on the floor under the table while we're eating dinner he always lets out a sort of <laughs> grumble like he's upset about it and like but he's I've sulking and so we all mine? go what's wrong Bertley? what's going on and then he does what we call boofles because he doesn't bark because he doesn't like barking he'll only bark when there's a fox or a deer or squirrels yeah. or something but when he wants to get inside or wants someone to open the door, he's sort of afraid of his own bark. And he'll sort of go like... <laughs> and, it, and it just sort of lets his lips flap a bit. Does one of those. And then if no one hears him, it's a slightly louder boofle. And then you may hear a... Boo! And then you go, oh, sorry, Bertley, sorry. 
that, that he really Ruby, doesn't Ruby like, does like it. It's like a howly noise, but it's not quite a howly noise. It's weird because she doesn't like it if we do like we go woo. Essie normally goes does the same thing back to us. Yeah. But if we do that, Ruby really doesn't like it. But she does do this thing where she goes like uh, she's going, but she's going like that oh like sweet. a little howl kind of like combined with the growl and it's the cutest little thing oh that's and lovely it's whenever like one of us comes downstairs and she's just so excited to see us that she just lets out this weird growl like howl thing i think and that's it, great she does all these noises but she never she hates barking she only barks when essie barks and that's it and her bark is like the worst though it goes right through me i hate it so much see every time i've stayed so at loud. your house I've always struggled because I'm not... Bear in mind, I've only had a dog since 2013. And also, I haven't lived with them for, yeah. a, for a particularly long time throughout that, except during lockdown. However, Bertley is super quiet. He doesn't like barking. He doesn't make noise. He's not loud or badly behaved. So I'm still not accustomed to being in a house where dogs Essie. bark. And it makes me jump without fail every oh, time. Oh, it does for me. And I, I live with oh. it. <laughs> and Liam, Liam, every time, looks over at me in the corner of his eyes when he sees me sort of just have a momentary spasm. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and he's like, you pussy. I'm, like, I'm not used to it. <laughs> like, uh, it's, the thing is, right, if we, Essie is the only reason Ruby barks. Ruby is actually really quiet most of the time she won't bark unless she's frightened by something she's seen on a walk and even then it's like a Ooh! you know like a bark as in like <gasps> there's something there but because essie barks every time someone comes to the house she barks oh she's yeah like, i better i she, better do what she's she doing understand. yeah exactly yeah, 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 she doesn't understand why she's barking so she'll bark and the worst thing is is that essie barks at the door and it's not an aggressive bark because one time with i i've done i mustn't have closed the baby gate properly behind me and she ran past me to the postman and jumped into the postman's arm postwoman's arm sorry um and like all friendly like oh best friend hi oh being nice okay right and i was just like why'd you bark then <laughs> you know because you're not it's no aggression it's not fear it's, it's let me out let me out let me out i want to cuddle and it was so it was looking up the woman was really understanding she walked back out and she was like oh i've just been friends with the dog because obviously someone was else was in the car with her and she was like oh i just had a dog come you know come and stroke me so i was like thank god for that because it, you know some people are not good with dogs and that was an accident um but i just don't I, I, we don't know how to make her stop yeah it's too <laughs> it's, late it's, it's too late she's six nearly and it's just yeah, she's you can't teach an old dog new tricks, unfortunately. And I've only just taught her how to kind of get her on the lead without much hassle at the park. So I just, it's it's out of the realm of possibility, I think, of <laughs> us ever stopping that. It's but it's now. a shame because Ruby literally does not make any noise otherwise. And she'd be mm. the quietest dog. But it's just one starts, the other one starts. Frustrating. Well, yes, on the concurrent very. side of your dogs, what would you say is a sound or noise that you hate? Uh, oh, I wrote it down. <laughs> Wait, where did I write my note? Oh, okay, yes, that's where it is. It's um, spitting, or you know when you, um, the phlegm, when people get the phlegm Are up you in talking the about that snorting sound that people yeah, do? The, to, oh, that, yeah. I, I, I've got a bit of a thing with saliva. Like It's not like too bad, but like if people have like a big clump of saliva in their mouth, I'll, I'll nearly throw up. Like my brother used to purposely drip it down his lips. Oh, just to, God, stop. Really no, I'm, I'm the same. I don't like saliva. I don't, I don't like phlegm. it. So when I hear people spit or I hear the, that noise, I'm like involuntarily like you know like like a little bit of a, oh I, I just it's it's one of those things that's like a pet peeve it really triggers me I, I get agree. so mad at people spitting in the street it makes me angry 
<laughs> Nothing is worse than that snorting sound people do to clear the back of their nose. Oh. I've been watching a lot of podcasts recently as part of sort of my effort to educate myself on the landscape of what's yeah. out there and to get better. And one of the ones that I quite enjoy watching are some of the True Geordie podcasts. And they have some really oh, good yeah. ones at Christmas where they have right. Stephen tries on, I'm Alex, and then obviously there's Loz and Brian doing it. And then they get Jack May on and they have really fun chats. But through the entirety of one or two of them, I think it's Brian, True Geordie, is clearing his nose oh, with that no. awful sound, but into an SM7B. So doing it from this distance. I'm not going to oh, do it because I think it's such no, an abhorrent it's, it's sound. Horrible. But just, imagine this here. Away. Imagine Come this here. here. Oh. I, I, can't, I can't fathom why you'd keep doing that. And the worst thing is, they all have headphones on. They're all hearing each other's feed. And not a single one it's of them at anything. any point in the podcast looked at him and went, what are you doing, you beast? Stop it. That's rank. They probably thought it was impolite, but to me, I'm just like, it's, it's That worse. is impolite. Like, doing, don't be doing I mean? that. I don't, I don't get it. Like, on a podcast uh, as well. Know you know what? If you're sick, fair enough. Like, there's, you've got to have your own problems. But you could literally just turn away from the mic. Like, you don't actually have to do it into the mic. You could, you I know, agree. sort yourself out a little bit further away so it's not as audible. It's not always oh, something you, that can be helped. Liam says, you it's, could just I, Whilst I respect that, Castoroth, I'm fairly sure he doesn't have any ticks or anything. So it very much can be helped. Also, it's edited mm. afterwards. It can be yeah. helped. Mute the stem. Like, anyone can do that job. There's sort of no excuse for it being in there. If it was mid-sentence, yeah. maybe you'd have an excuse in the editing front. But there isn't yes, one. There's no reason for it to it not be then. muted. So it does my head. It's a disgusting sound to be amplified mm. straight into your ear holes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, at least like mute it. your mic for two seconds. Bang on. I've coughed a number of times throughout this stream. And every time it's usually been when you're coughing. And I just make sure I slam on my mute button. And actually, we've just had another gifted sub there by Lemmy of Champions. Gifted one to Bro Metapod, who was the one saying, Thank just you. mute your mic. A lot of people <laughs> very disgusted by a lot of this snorting into microphones, which it's we definitely... Yeah, agree on. I hate it. Now we're I coming to the end. By the way. <laughs> we're coming to the end of our pivot questionnaire, and we've only Ooh. got three questions left, and then we're going to move on to some of our fun little features. So we'll rattle through these Yay. last ones. Sophie, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Ice skating. Ooh, as a figure skater. Um, yes. Wow. I, I, I um, when I was younger, when I was like um, kind of twelve or so, I, I went ice skating for the first time, and within minutes I could skate backwards. I could do all sorts of things that most wow. people can't do. And uh, I, and a hockey player was like, "You should, you know, consider doing this more often. You know, like it, you're pretty good at it naturally. And like, since it's your first time on the ice." And I mentioned it to my mum. Mum was like, "Can't afford doing that." So I was like, "Okay, fair enough. Won't do that." Um, so I never really thought about. It. I went ice skating when I could because I love ice skating. I really want to go. I've been years since i've been i really want to go but i really enjoy it and when um i finished university i kind of came at a crossroad where i was gonna i was considering either a getting ice skating lessons and actually trying to get into ice skating or doing cosplay and obviously we know what you I went down the cosplay yeah. route but yeah no it's the only other thing i think of oh that would have been fun that'd have been nice i like ice skating it's fun it's you know it's cool doing little tricks on the ice and stuff and like i do little spins and stuff but nothing extravagant <laughs> would you ever do cosplay on ice I've considered it. I think I could. I think I could. I need. I'd have to practice. I because I can skate backwards and I can spin a little bit. So I think I could do Sailor Venus in cosplay, which would be cool. That would be sick. Because obviously she's a magical girl, so I could do the spin. 
Um, you do Yuri on ice. Or you know on ice. I could do Yuna, to be fair, because Yuna does a dance and that would be doable on ice. But, you know, I would, it would be it would be interesting. I definitely would consider it at some point. But I've not been ice skating in years. I want to go, but obviously with the pandemic and everything, I've just not, I've just not been able to. It's something that I know that Bumble Cookie does. She used to do a lot of sort of figure skating stuff. And someone oh. who I didn't realise did it was tom burns's partner jamie joe jamie oh, joe's amazing wow, yeah. at figure skating and they did That's they posted so cool. some stuff on socials of them going ice skating recently and she does some oh. amazing spins and backwards and one laden just like a like up. a I tornado of blonde and blue it was amazing and i've never i sort of looked at that and go that must take forever to do to have learned mm. with so much confidence 100%. and grace I'm so envious of people who can do like, things like I, that. I, I've got a bit of natural talent, but I have no, like, nobody's ever taught me how to do anything, so I just kind of make it up. I've only ever fell over once, so... Well, good for I'm you, okay. then. okay. Yeah, I I've fell fallen over, over once. It's on camera, actually, the one time I fell over, which we find quite funny. For me, ice skating is a range of temperatures your body doesn't need to go through when you're then surrounded by out-of-control teenagers with razor blades <laughs> yeah. on their feet. It's, it, it's a shame, because I love ice skating, but I do... I would love to go more and more when it's dead. I would love to just be able to go ice skating when nobody else was around. That'd be That's amazing. why I kind of because I love that. But then you you've got certain restrictions because you can't take up the whole area because people are skating around you. But yeah, I would I would love to have the chance just to skate by myself or skate with a few friends or something at a rink. That would be really cool, just just for fun. We should definitely do try that at some point. People do ruin it for you, unfortunately. But it, it's their right to. They're paid to go on the ice as well. It's not like I can just be like, you know, fuck off. You've also paid for it, you know. Well, maybe so. around Christmas time or something, we'll find an opportunity for a big old group ice skate trip or something. I would love to do that. It'd be my dream. <laughs> I've been trying to talk Liam into taking me. But in fairness, we literally went through a pandemic. So Liam said he would take me, but we just, again, pandemic. So it's not really. It's just the way life has been at the moment. It's not so, possible. So figure skater. But on the flip side of that... What profession would you not like to do? Retail. <laughs> Anything in retail. I, I've worked retail of course. a lot. And it's not so much the job. The job is actually fine most of the time. Like I worked in McDonald's cleaning and I actually didn't mind the cleaning. It's fine. It's the people. Oh, I worked, I, 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 people would just come, because my uniform at the time, especially when I worked at McDonald's, looks like the manager's uniform. And people would just come up to you and scream at me. And I'm like, you do realize I'm not a manager. I but clean they wouldn't the toilets. listen. Right. They wouldn't listen. I'm like, I am not a manager. I cannot help the situation. And they'd continue screaming. And I'm like, what can I do? <laughs> Other people ruin everything. They do. Other people I ruined Corona. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is anything 100%. anything you could think anything. of is ruined by other people ice skating ruined yes. by other people the oh. internet is ruined, ruined by, by other people, people. Oh. everything is ruined by other people that's I hate the, the issue the mentality the customer's right to always right because they're not the customer is almost never right the it's customer's a jack off right. yeah i agree i've seen i've seen that thing you're talking about it was cheaper online open up the website show it to them no it's not Oh well, on my website it was like, do you have a screenshot? What or do you website have a proof was that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice what, try. what are you doing? Oh, sorry, it was at a different store. Well, can you lower the price down because it's at a different store? I'm no. Like, no, go to the other store. Have you seen that <sighs> guy who does the? I can't remember his name, but he's yes, on the TikTok guy. Yes, the TikTok guy yes. does the IKEA things. Oh, of... he's so good. It makes me laugh so much. He did. Did you see his one on the vaccines lately? Yes. I'm not gonna then. get the vaccine, then die. <laughs> I'm not here to debate so with you. Good. 
This isn't the school so debating to. It's so bag on. So oh, reta- I think you know. I think retail is is a perfectly adequate answer. Not to say there's mm. anything wrong if you are working in retail. Just no, that not at all. It's shit job itself because is you fine. have to interact with other human beings. And I if mean, I could I do a job that daily. never does that, perfect. I hear on the daily from people who I know in like within this community, within my friend group, how much they hate the people. It's never the job. It's never about the job. It's the people they have. It's either the people they work with or the people that they're dealing with in every day. Oh, the yeah. actual work itself is fine. Like I, I had no problem cleaning the or cleaning a McDonald's cleaning. I loved it when it was dead and I cleaned the whole place. I felt proper satisfied. It was just having to deal with people. Yeah. I, d- I just don't think that's an unfair observation. Dealing with other people was always the worst part of any job. And yeah. it's interesting that we say that as people who make content for people <laughs> to absorb yeah. on the internet. So that, you know, <laughs> know, that is just what it is. But that brings us neatly to our final question of the Pivot questionnaire, Sophie. You've done very well so far. Yay! <laughs> if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Uh, this is a bit soppy, but I'd like to say everyone's here. Oh, that's a lovely (laughs) thing to say. (laughs) Because life is about the connections you make with people. And heaven would be empty if the people that you made these connections with weren't there. Because life is about everyone that you interact with. That's where your happiness comes from. So if you got to heaven and nobody was there, but you had everything in the world, you'd be miserable. So why would I want to go to somewhere where I would be miserable. I'd want everyone to be there. I'd want all my friends, I'd want my family, I'd want Liam to be there. I'd want everyone to be there because it wouldn't be heaven. That's such a lovely answer. (laughs) That's such a good answer. I really like that. That's so true. You could have everything in the world, but if you don't have all the people who you loved and who made your life what it was what's an eternity no. without all of them it would be miserable you wouldn't you wouldn't want to be there like Everyone's literally here. life is about the connections you make oh wait and so hang on as mary's just said in the chat your idea of heaven is the super smash bros <laughs> advert everyone's here yes that is so true yeah i didn't even think of that <laughs> as you enter the pearly gates and god just looks at you and goes everyone's, everyone's here. here i'd be so good with welcome the little, with- with you the animation, you know the one when well. you know the one when they did it all, when the meme went around, everyone's here. Yes. <laughs> the one there was loads of them, just like compilations of it. That would be so funny. I'd want that. Sorry, yeah, God needed to do that while I got there. All the animations of everyone joining in. Super Smash God. <laughs> I think that's great. I love that answer. That's arguably the best answer I think I've ever heard to this. Because a lot a lot of people have the really common one which is just going you did good you know like i just i, yeah. I want to know that by the time i got there that you did all right but i love how welcoming and warm your answer is of hey everybody's here i yeah, think that's, that's so nice that's, that's, that would be my ideal of heaven it would be everyone was there well sophie with that lovely heartwarming bombshell that actually brings us to the end of our pivot questionnaire the getting to know you section of the podcast but the show isn't over friends it certainly isn't we have plenty more features to play which usually involve a lot of you our wonderful hogs in the hamily watching right now and so our first thing that we're going to discuss is our section am i normal am i normal is a silly little bit that we've got where we talk about all manner of things that we did growing up little foibles that we all have even things that we do now that make us a bit strange but the reality is we're all normal because we all do these kind of things every single one of us has a foible and i'm excited to hear about these now i have got some that people have written in the discord if you're listening right now and you're joining us in the chat and you would like to give us one of your am i normals i might read them out if any of them are good 
But let's go over to Terra Star. <laughs> Sophie, what's your okay, Am so I Normal? Am I Normal? I, especially in between the ages of probably mm, 14 up to mid 20s, I used to talk to strangers on social, uh, on public transport. Oh dear, no. I, if I was sitting next to someone on the bus, I'd be like, hey, how are you doing? What are you up and up to? Where are you going? I'd be, I'd full on start these full conversations with complete strangers because, because I didn't like silence. Like a big thing about me was I didn't, I couldn't stand silence. So I just, then the person next to me had no choice. They'd have to talk to me. I, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I hate people like you. So the entire chat have gone, that is not normal, but it is normal up north, which is where you're from. Interestingly, I'm someone who really can't handle silence, which is why I feel a lot of silence with yeah. overly chatting and enthusiasm and stupid stuff. But to me, I still have this very distinct memory of dating a girl in Portsmouth. And I used to have to get the mega bus to and from Portsmouth and Oxford. And I yeah. still remember a mouthy, mouthy, mouthy Australian backpacker girl who got on and she kept oh. having to move seats to start new conversations with people. Okay, it wasn't that As she'd go, hey, I'm going to London. Well, firstly, you're not because this is the Oxford bus. But I don't need to hear about this. I don't care. Please. I've clearly got headphones on. I'm clearly doing that thing where every time you end a sentence, yeah. I'm going, all right, all right. I'm yeah, putting it back on. I'm initiating the end game of this conversation. Please be quiet. But you, Tira Star. Wait, in my defense, if people ever, like, very clearly did not want to have a conversation, I would stop. I would be like, okay, you're clearly not comfortable with this. I'm not going to force you. But I would always take that chance because then I would have a conversation with someone on the train. I don't do it no more. Like, now I'm very just, like, keep to myself. But yeah, growing up, it was a big thing for me. And my mum used to be like, why'd you do that? I'm like, I just don't like, I just don't like sitting there by myself and nothing's going on. And I'm, I, I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. So I just talked to the person next. Most of, in fairness, really every person I ever talked to was never bothered. Or at least they didn't let on that yeah, they were Yeah, they didn't bothered. tell you they were bothered is well, what I you're saying there. Somewhere. They were like, oh God, this blonde girl just kept talking to me on the fucking bus. I just wanted to leave. And I, I do think about that sometimes. And I'm like, I've done it now. But you're well, nice. At least late. you're nice and you're not <laughs> irritating. Like, if I had to deal with someone who wasn't either of those things for a long bus journey, yeah. I'd hate myself by the end. I'd be like, can we crash this thing? Please. Just well, make like, it all stop. I, I would also make a point as to sit next to, like, um, people like like an older lady or someone like who looked like they were, like, a bit lonely. Because I'm like, oh, can I start a conversation with this person? they probably appreciate it. So... And I remember like, there's a school bus, I used to have this little kid that was, uh, cause I used to get, when I used to go in school, um, I used to get the college, the school bus to get to college. Right. And this little kid was bullied a lot on the bus, but everyone was scared of me. So he used to sit next to me and talk to me the whole time. Cause um, obviously these kids were horrible to him. I, his mum came onto the bus on the last day of school. Cause she knew I was leaving and gave me like chocolates and stuff. Cause <laughs> I'd made his bus journey so much better. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. These yeah. are very... I like all these Am I Normals that we keep getting, but I think what the chat has basically established is... No. no. <laughs> that isn't normal. But actually, no, the reality not, is, it is. Because we all of these things are very normal things. But that is an unusual one, because most people I know... I am a Londoner, 
and Londoners don't want to talk to you. And that is, is something that's quite nice about going up to the North. The North people are actually a bit more friendly. However, mm. I'm programmed to not do that. And I will say, this is something I've noticed about the difference typically between men and women on dog walks. So whenever I, I go home and I'm walking <laughs> Bertley, I'm in quite a sort of older middle class area. So they're all people in their 50s and 60s yeah. walking dogs. And the men just soldier on and they'll see you and they may give you a what? a nod and or... maybe just a grumble of like, right? no, but right. the yeah, the thing. older women tend to go hello and who's this oh isn't he lovely and whereabouts do you live i haven't actually seen you around here or if it's someone that my mother knows they'll do the oh you're caroline's son yes i've seen you before <laughs> and we, we'll just carry on walking and you go no i had headphones on i don't want to be around you i've got no problem with you but this here for me is a is a walk for me time i've got headphones yeah. on i'm in me land please don't talk to me i mean i have friends at the park because obviously i'm very just like if someone starts talking to me i'm like yeah i'll chat to you i've had the same conversations with people multiple times at the park but i'm i'm quite comfortable walking around talking to someone i've had a, there's a lady who walks around and we've had the same conversation twice and it always makes me laugh it's because she asked me have you had the vaccine i'm like yeah yeah and she was like oh you're awfully long i mean you must be 19 to have you know to get the vaccine this early I went oh no i'm 28 i can't like, be no, fucked no, with not. that either like i'm sure that's a lovely conversation but when you've had it multiple times yes I, I think i'm a very patient person you clearly you park. have so much more patience than I do because, like, admittedly, I'm too polite as well to be rude about it. So if we've had this for the second time, I'll go, yeah. we've had this. I won't say it, but I, in my brain, go, we've oh, definitely I, I had this before. And by the third time that that happens, I go, yeah, 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 we've actually, we've said that, we've mentioned this before last time we chatted. And that will be yeah. me politely insinuating, yeah, 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 we've, we, we talked. We've told yeah, this before. We've definitely yeah. done this before. Now, I'm interested to see what Am I Normal's people do have. Oh, but okay, a I'm lot curious. of people are mostly too busy reacting to what you had to say <laughs> and they <laughs> just do hover. not like the fact that you are trying to speak to people on public transport however i did get a couple from our discord large lad charles am i normal oh. i have an on the phone voice that i don't consciously use but when i hang no, up i realize that normal. i've been speaking like a radio presenter i mean admittedly i think he means that there's a certain vocal quality to it rather than going Hi there, my name's Large Lad Charles and today I'm calling you. I need someone to come and unplug my shitter. Are you my plumber? If so, call me back on 07. Like, I don't imagine that's what's going on. What I imagine no. is he means that instead of... The reality is there's a voice that we... I, I'm putting one on now. The Game Hog voice, the, the Ed mm. presenting voice is way more diaphragm and a bit more throaty than if I was actually just being chilled and probably chatting to you on Discord, yeah. like if we were just hanging out. I think out. you're more articulate with your words Exactly, well. and so norm normally this would probably just be me, and no sometimes you go, hello, yes, what's yeah. going on? But sometimes you'll go, hello, uh, Catherine, yes, I'm wondering if you can help me. Now that is, that is, I've definitely developed this from my mother. You know when they say, <laughs> hello, this is Jeremy speaking, how can I help you? I always, always go, Hello, Jeremy. Yes, I'm wondering if you can help me. Here's my problem. That happens without fail, no matter who I'm calling. If it's my internet providers, my council tax people, everybody, I think, Charles, has their own version of this. Sophie, do you do anything yeah, similar? 100%. 100%. Well, I, well, funny enough, I used to work at a call centre as well. 
Oh my um, god. So I used to kind of have to, it's automatic. So like I, I got to the point though, when sometimes I'd answer the phone with the thing, like just my phone and be like, hello, Argus customer service, Sophie speaking. And I'd be like, Sophie, just, just, it's like my mom, what's fuck's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, <laughs> sit there like, oh no, I've done the phone voice. I do have a phone voice. Like Liam, Liam has said it before to me. I do have, I don't know if it's intentional. I don't know it about it, but I think everyone's got a bit of a voice they speak on the phone and they don't intentionally do it. Like, I quite like the idea of, of people, oh, because you're right, there's a subtle difference between those voices, but in my head, yeah. I like the idea that it's a drastic change. So I ring mm. people up and just go, Hi, how are you? I'm wondering if you can help me. My internet's been dead for three hours and I'm furious. <laughs> Simply furious. You've oh, lost God, me thousands of pounds in work revenue. Fucking fix it! Like, that's sort of how I imagine it in my head versus the hi, just a bit more diaphragm. That to me is way funnier. But loads oh. of people in the chat all saying, this has happened to me. I, I am that person. Liam saying, I don't like, I've been in Jeremy's end and I do not like you answering the phone going, hi, yeah, Jeremy. Yes, I'm wondering if you can help me. <laughs> but also, it definitely comes from a voice of pleading from me. Yeah, so I'm wondering if you can. I've had problems with my internet all day and I need it for work. Can you please help me? And I'm also super polite to people on the phone because they don't want to be there. <laughs> And they're no, just I, trying I, I to help. To an extent, although I have learned, as someone who works, uh, worked as Ar an Argus customer service rep, if I know that this problem is above that that rep, I'll be like, "Can I speak to your manager?" Without even saying anything, like I'll straight and go, "Can I speak to your manager?" And they're like, "Can I help you with this problem?" I was like, "No, no, you can't. I want to speak to a manager." Well, that, that's really... fair enough. That comes from a point of knowing it, whereas most knowing. people say that with because they just want to escalate it beyond because whatever peon that they, they think they're speaking to. This problem. Yeah, and so, yeah, you up your pitch a bit. You up the pitch a bit. Well, apparently, that's a very common one. A lot of people go yes. for... Actually, it's sort of one of the things I resent from Let's Plays, because people go like, oh, you don't really play video games like that. You go, no, obviously I don't, you penis. Because have you ever seen people playing video games? They sit in silence, slightly slack-jawed, and occasionally, if they're really immersed, they'll jolt their body. Like, have you ever watched someone, without looking at the screen, who's playing Spider-Man and swinging through the city? You watch them, like tense up and like duck and weave a little bit it's genuinely brilliant to watch but well, that's think, not interesting that, if, if someone sat with you it's different though because like when yeah, my totally. brothers when my brothers used to watch me play video games when they were when they were kids i'd obviously be very articulate and like telling them what's going on what i'm doing which is the same as streaming it's literally like, the same you acting up for your brother is the same thing i did yeah, i used like, to like make my brother laugh or my friend laugh with whatever we were doing you go oh oh fuck shit everything's going yeah, wrong like, oh shit like those 100%, kind of things. 100%, so fun like, to do. It's so because obviously I got my brothers into video games. Mm -hmm. My mom blames me for it, obviously. Uh, and I, and when they were kids, I was very much like, I won't let you win unless you actually beat me. So that they would only ever if they beat me, they beat me like, and they could hold it above my head forever. But they never could because Damn. they couldn't beat me. And but that and everyone was. I remember my mom. Everyone be like, you're being too cruel. <laughs> You've got to let them win. I'm like, no. What 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 is that gonna? How unless dare they get you good at the that. game, if they get good at the game, they're not gonna. But I used to do like all the time, and I, I, and and obviously you kind of pull it over to streaming, you pull it over to let's plays, you kind of like it's it's one of those things. But if you like you said, if you sat there and nobody's around, you're not you're gonna mutter to yourself maybe mm -hmm. like oh, if oh, that, I need to, okay yeah. oh, I need I need to go over there or oh, grumble. I forgot that little thing, and it'll be very 
like within spaces of half an hour, like or like, oh fuck, I forgot that. It would thing. be super Little uninteresting. Like yeah. So people who come in and comment that you're just idiots. We actually have two more Am I Normal submitted by our wonderful Ooh. community, all from the Discord. This one is from Maritime Maddie. Am I normal? As a child, like somewhere between the ages of about five and seven, I was scared of the vacuum cleaner from the show The Teletubbies. Brackets. I think oh. its name was Nunu. You're dang it, right it, it is. I think it was. Every time I was in the basement and going up to go th uh, upstairs, I would turn off the light and bolt up the stairs because I was terrified Nunu would emerge from the darkness and attack me. Now, that's a very specific sleep paralysis demon you've got there. But I, I agree with that whole thing. I'm sure we all had overactive imaginations and let the darkness of a basement or a long, dark corridor get the better agree. of us. For me, it was after watching The Ring and The Grudge dark rooms oh, that was like well man. she's standing in there so i've got to go turn the light on in there or if i'm turning it off do it quite quickly and don't look so that is totally normal i'm fairly sure we've all done that did you have that yeah, at all sophie i i did mine's a bit more it's still st unfortunately mine's still a full fleshed out phobia um i used to play resident evil as a kid and i got stuck in a particular area where i was kept getting eaten by zombies and at the time, I wasn't phased. Like, you're a kid. I didn't. I was play I've been playing this game for hours. I hadn't. It didn't bother me. Had a nightmare that night. Ever since, can't play any games with zombies in it. I can't watch movies with zombies in it. I had to watch. Uh, I couldn't sleep for two nights because the nightmares were so bad. So I was watching Pokemon on my TV all night constantly God. and i'd be have it wasn't so much like walking around the house like little phobia things like it would be more i go to bed and that'd be it that'd be all i dream about and that'd be me done for the night no sleep that's it done a lot and of people still, seem to have the like same that. thing as you and the same thing as nunu a lot of them have their own versions Ooh. of sleep paralysis demons i love the teletubbies but i don't like nunu the entire show freaked me out apparently like pie loving fat man as well. yeah a pie-loving uh, pie fat man's cousin was scared of the street cleaners and used to run oh. the other way if he saw someone. And someone said something about, it was Hoovian Hamster said, I was fine with Nunu, but there was a lion on wheels in the Teletubby that shat me up. I remember the lion. I remember that being very scary. I also remember a terrifying merry-go-round that would appear out of nowhere. It was very sudden. And a bear on wheels as well. I remember all of those. It was very scary. I slept with the light on until I was about 15. Michaela, so did I. After watching The Ring and The Grudge for the first time, I slept with a light on for years. Because I didn't like the mm. idea that when the ring my got eyes me. were... Yeah. The, there was the something me, about it. I think I watched it. when I was like 12. Yeah. That's exactly and when it, I saw it. Too young. Yeah, the, it, it was like the closet bit got me. You know, the first whole opening scene where she's in the closet. That I had a hard time opening closets for a while. <laughs> it's the way it jumped. It's the, all the jumping. And it's, I don't I like the glitching way that they move. It's all terrifying. It's deeply, deeply terrifying. You, you should be watching it at 12, and you know, know now when you're an adult, you're like, why did I watch that? It's like the same with sharks. Like, I watched, uh, what's the one that's got Samuel Jackson and he gets eaten by sharks right Deep, Deep Blue Sea, yeah. That made me terrified of sharks for Jaws years. Jaws made me terrified of sharks, but you're absolutely right. Also, I was a nerdy boy with animals when I was like, between the age of two and four, I was bought a lot uh, of books about animals and I got given like PC CD ROMs of like dangerous creatures, encyclopedias. And the amount I learned about sharks was staggering and as a result developed a fully blown fear of sharks which is invalid because sharks are terrifying they're super they, terrifying they wouldn't they personally probably not personally but you know sharks don't necessarily hunt humans it's not a thing but they can the, and will if they, they need can, to they can yeah and if you look like a seal you're gone yeah it's That's great it. whites and stuff really scare me but at the same time 
I did this with Bull spiders as well. Bullshot. Yeah, they're super aggressive. That's they're why. really terrifying to me. They don't have any sort of remorse and will just go mm. for you. So I, yeah, sharks, spiders, those kind of things I'm very scared of, but... I'm actually good with bugs, which is quite... I've actually got a good story for why I'm good with bugs. Why My mum has horrific fear of moths. Like, not a little bit, really bad. So she trained me not to be scared of moths, to get rid of all the moths in the house. Smart. And when I couldn't get them, like, I have very distinctive memory of coming out of the room with my mum, like, being like, oh, mum, I literally can't get this moth. It's too high up. I'm only, like, a baby. She went to the next door neighbour to get the moth. Oh, wow. At, like, 11 at night. That's how scared she was. So because of that, I'm not bothered by bugs at all because I'm so used to having to deal with the bugs for my mum. That is amazing. I'm pathetic with spiders and wasps. Things Liam, that fly. Liam, he screams. I don't I like him. I have to come and get the spiders out of the rooms. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that even if I lived with a partner who was capable of dealing with spiders, I'd rather kill it than let I it go free. I get rid of them. I, I'm, 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 I always feel guilty. I just, I just put them outside. Liam gets annoyed at me. He's like, just kill it. People like, no, say no. like, oh no, spiders, they kill other bugs. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I'd rather an army of other bugs than one big spider in my flat. <laughs> Seriously, I don't care. I'm not that fast by the I don't like things that fly at me, but flies aren't the like end of the world. I don't like daddy long legs. Yes, I don't out. like them either. I don't like those either. Flying spiders, no. Yeah, no, bang I can on. deal with spiders. Flying spiders are a big no. Spot don't on. Like. So I'd say, Maritime Maddie, it's pretty normal you having these mm. kind of almost it's sleep stuff. paralysis demons chasing you up dark corridors. We all had them, and we've all got these various phobias that have come from our use. And the final silly one that we've got is from Daddy in the Discord who says, am I normal? Whenever Ed says daddy, it makes me flinch like a real flight or fight response. <laughs> you are normal for that. You're only human. <laughs> now, I'm actually going to fade down what we've got here because this is going to bring us neatly to the end of Am I Normal? And oh, it's okay. going to bring us on to arguably my favorite feature that we do here on the Hogcast Live. And that is Haiku Do You Think You Are? Now, today's topic was submitted in the Discord by the wonderful Lucy Hale, who actually, you know, don't you? I do. How it's do you terrifying. two know each other? I went to university with Lucy Hale. That's um, nuts! It is nuts. I, I, I remember, um, a couple, like, I think around the time I started dating Liam, I noticed that she had mutual followings with me. And I thought that was very interesting. I was like, oh, we, we're kind of in the same circle again. Uh, but yeah, we went to uni together. We used to go on nights out and we were the two kind of gamer girls. So like on Halloween, she dressed up as a little sister from Bioshock and I dressed up as a mog from um, a Moogle from Final Fantasy. And oh, we both wow. knew what each other was and nobody else did. It was like, ah, but I know what you are. <laughs> oh, that's great. And now look at us now a few years later so not knowing weird. that this was the world you were going to go into we've all Don't gone in sort of weird directions and then come back at the end and i met lucy independently of you i've now mm -hmm, met you as you're dating one of my best friends this is yeah, a very it, small it world that we've all come together with. it's amazing it's great and i love it and it's very apt that we're doing one of her recommendations for today and if any of you are very quick poem writers like mary i know is very confident at these mm -hmm. as are people like Amma, and we've had a lot of very good con uh, contributions over our time today's theme is final fantasy now i am very excited to see how this goes because obviously we've had some pretty messed up ones before <laughs> liam is very good at these liam has helped you a little bit because in fairness and liam basically did mine for yeah, me i'm not gonna lie you have I'm a little bit dyslexia. of a disadvantage yeah 
It's very... I, I literally had an hour of people trying to explain how haikus were, and I kind of understand them, but I still... I'm just like, Liam, just help me. <laughs> well, there we go. So, I am going to allow you, Sophie, to take the lead on this. Okay, I hope what I is read your them first, right. What is your first haiku do you think you are for Final Fantasy? Begin. Okay. Sabin once taught us, when all hope seems to be lost, just surplex the train, or suplex the surplex? train. <laughs> surplex? Surplex? going to kill me. Suplex the train. Surplex. I know, right? Sounds like a this knight. is great. My name is Surplex. Does, it, does anyone know the reference? That's what I want to know. So repeat it for us. Yep. Uh, Sabin once taught us, when all hope seems to be lost, just suplex the train. Suplex the train? Yes. So go on, explain that reference for us. Right, so in Final Fantasy VI, famously, you have a character called Sabin, and he's a monk, and he has um, a blitz command where you can do, like, different martial arts moves and you have to fight a ghost train that is literally chasing you on the tracks and you can you can use su the, the, the suplex on the train and everyone was just like what like the whole animation of it going Poof. i'd actually like and to see that it's since it is so funny i showed liam it earlier because so the bit of it and it's on because it was on youtube and everyone just, honestly if you search it there's so much fan art over it because everyone just lost the mind that he was just lifting up a train like it was nothing that's amazing <laughs> It's one of my favorite things that happens in Final Fantasy VI. It's just so insane. I will say, with my haikus, I I don't know an awful lot about Final Fantasy. My experience is seven, a bit of one, and then fourteen and fifteen. So I've tried. There's a little bit of Kingdom Hearts in here, which is kind of Final Fantasy. Square Enix, I'll let you off. Yeah, mixed with then one of fourteen and one of seven. So I I will begin. My first haiku, do you think you are? Sora is a twink. I would love him to smush me with his massive feet. Oh! <laughs> Why do they have such weirdly big feet they in do. that world? I've never quite understood. And you know, that's the thing you know, is you know there's people getting boners over it. No! There's, what's the rule? What's the, what's the rule called again? Oh, rule, th rule 34? Yeah, yeah, that's it. If it's if it's been said, it's on. It's somewhat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If if it exists, there is porn of it. Is rule thirty four yeah, of the internet, and that's just terrible. Which I think oh. is absolutely amazing. So, <laughs> with with Very our good. first ones out the way, remember everyone, you guys need to vote on which one you think is best by the end. But Tira Star, would you okay. kindly give us your second haiku? Do you think you are for Final Fantasy? Okay. Wow, Tifa's sports bra makes her boobs look so damn small, said all the neckbeards. <laughs> now that's a cracking satire <laughs> reference because there was a lot of discussion that oh, they were so reducing much. her chest size or they're making it more realistic and. They did. Oh, neckbeards on the internet got so upset. I got all of it because I cosplay her and I was just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was a very good one. And that's it's pretty accurate to the entire scenario. So my one comes from my biggest gripe with Final Fantasy XIV. Okay. My second haiku do you think you are? I hate Lalafels. I wish I could just kick them in their stupid face. <laughs> They're fucking 
everywhere in Final Fantasy XIV, and they creep me out. I Are don't they? like the pear-shaped baby things. Oh, I think I know what it is. <gasps> oh, oh, yeah, fair. I don't like them. <laughs> and they give me all my quests. No, that's a precious. Oh, you got people. <laughs> I, I hate them with a burning passion. So it I looks- I, I do actually think I know what one race- uh, Is it race? Yes. Yes, yes, because I think they're in, are they in Crystal Chronicles, do you know? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I always hated them too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm glad we Long could both head. identify them there. Yeah, but people, what do you think of round two? Who won round two? It's probably Sophie with her amazing one there. But now it's time for our third and final haiku do you think you are of Final Fantasy. The Final Fantasy, final, final Final Fantasy haiku do you think you are. <laughs> Sophie, take it away. Barrett is daddy. He could crush me with his thighs. I'll ride his gun arm. <laughs> Very saucy indeed. I quite liked that. That was good. We both went quite <laughs> sexual. Oh, mine's not sexual. Slightly sexual. Mine's about Final Fantasy VII. My third and final haiku do you think you are? I think Sephiroth was compensating somewhat with that massive sword. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I agree with the statement, to be first. <laughs> I'm very happy with this round. I think we've both done some cracking haiku there. Rachelin has just joined us at the end of our haiku, do you think you are? Well, I sincerely hope you enjoyed it, Rachelin. But so far, that has brought us neatly to the end, although I think Mary did have one. Hunting big dragons. Their health bars are fucking huge. I've been here an hour. That is so true. That is exactly what it's like whenever you play Final Fantasy 14 or 15. Some of those encounters took me way too long. But those are amazing. Sophie, I have to say, though, I think by the judges that we've had, I think you have won this round, actually. I think you have won. But I will take it. Haiku, do you think you are? has been won by the amazing Tira Star and Ace Trader Liam's combined brain team. I thought we had some good ones. I imagined you as the Final Fantasy fan would manage to come up with something. I was quite <laughs> pleased with mine, though. I knew the Lalafell one would divide people. It would, And yeah. also so would the Sora smushing me between his feet. But I like the Sephiroth compensating with his massive it's, sword. It's accurate. I always thought that. When I was, like, Fame Titan says that they did a haiku as well. Aerith is the best. Sephiroth had to kill her, so Tifa gets love. That's a really good one. It's a really good one. There's some very good haikus there. Thank you very much, Mary and Fame Titan, for doing both of yours. Very good. Now that, actually, is the second out of three features that we basically do, and that is bringing us neatly to the end of Ooh. our podcast. But it isn't the end. For every single person that comes on this show, I like to try and dedicate an entire quiz to them. And Liam's excited. one was a silly one. Last week, I can't even remember what we had for Bumble Cookie. Oh, it was a Lord of the Rings quiz that she was terrible at. <laughs> now this week, you and I are actually going to work through a quiz together, aren't we, Sophie? Yes, now, we are. I have found a quiz called How Well Do You Know Final Fantasy IX? And we're about to find that I'm out together. How, how well do you think you know Final Fantasy IX, Sophie? Are you pretty that good. knowledgeable? You know uh, all the ins and outs? I, I know some of the bosses, the mo items you can steal from bosses, so. 
it's quite high up there. <laughs> That's pretty encyclopedic knowledge. So we're going to yeah. have to see how that goes. Before we do get into that, though, I just want to take the opportunity to say a massive thank you to you for agreeing to come on the show because actually you were kind enough to put your own stream on hold in order to come here today. So I very much appreciate you doing that. You've been wonderful fun. And thank you very much for dressing up in your lovely cosplay and everything. If people want to find you on socials, where can people find you on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and Just stuff? Tira Star on everything. So How do you spell that in case people are like uh, you and are dyslexic? Like tear as in teardrop and then A and then star. T-E-A-R-A-S-T-A-R. There yes. you go. Tear a star. And that is how you can find it. And can we be expecting anything from you coming out soon? Your, your Uraraka cosplay will be seeing a, a uh, refresh well, I've off. Got, yeah, I've got loads left to do that, but I am doing it. I am doing uh, this character, if I can crap. This character again soon Ooh. From, from Demon Slayer. Oh, a Demon Slayer one. Nice. Yeah, so that I've just redone her wig, so she'll be soon, hopefully. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm very much looking forward to seeing that, and I know when people all go and follow you, they themselves will also see exactly what you're doing. Some people are doing shout-outs, so I'll make sure I also write one in there so that people who are watching in the chat get to go and see you on Twitch. How often do you stream on Twitch? I stream on Mondays and Tuesdays and Fridays. Perfect. What a wonderful way to promote the amazing Tira Star. So, one more time, thank you very much for being here, Sophie. But, as I said, this isn't the end, so I'm going to fade down this fun, upbeat 80s music that we've got here. I'm excited. And I'm going to start... The One Hour Loop of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And you and I are going to rattle through this 20-question questionnaire where I'm actually, this time, I'm not going to tell you whether you got it right until okay. the end. I'm going to tell you the score you got out of 20, and then we'll go back through it, okay? Are you ready? Okay, that's fine, yeah. Okay, so for everyone watching, this is the final quickfire questionnaire for the wonderful Tira Star on a subject that she is very knowledgeable on, Final Fantasy IX. Question one. What is the name of the theatre group that Zidane belongs to? Is it Tarantula, Tantalus, Tinnitus, or Tartarus? It's Tartarus. Question number two. What's the name of the first enemy you fight in Final Fantasy IX? Is it Masked Man, Mysterious Warrior, Dragoon, question mark, or Lizard Knight? Uh, masked, masked, masked Man. Question three. What forest does Zidane and others crash land in after escaping Alexandria? Is it Dark Forest, Evil Forest, Petrified Forest, or Grim Forest? Evil Forest. Question number four. What Tetra Mastercards are found in Hipple's hidden card stash at the beginning of the game? Is it Lizardman, Goblin, and Fang? Mimic, Flan, and Fang? Ionite, Goblin, and Fang? or Zagnol, Ionite, and Goblin. Quite a tough one, that. Oh, I don't remember. I think it was the first one. Lizardman, Goblin, and Fang. Would you like to go for that? I think I think it was that, yeah. Okay, we'll God, go for that one. Very well. we'll now go on to question five. During the Festival of the Hunt, the Zagnol mm. only appears when there are less than how many minutes left? Is it two and a half minutes, Ooh. three and a half minutes, five minutes, or four and a half minutes? I think it's three and a half minutes. Let's go for that. Question number six. Which knights do Pluto... Sorry, let me start that again. Which <laughs> knights of Pluto do Zidane and Blank attack in order to steal their armor? Is it oh. Mullen, Kedheim and Laudo? Is it Dodgerbon and Hagen? 
Is it Blutzen and Kohel? Or is it Weimer and Breericht? Oh, I don't know, because I can never pronounce the names. I think it was the, the, the second from last. Blutzen and Kohel? I think so. Oh, I don't know their names very well. Well, we've gone this for that hard. one. Question seven. We're nearly halfway. Cool. What is Beatrix's sword called? Is it I Save the, the Queen? queen? <laughs> Sorry. It's Save, Save the, the queen. queen. Yeah. Okay. Question number eight. What was Vivi's grandfather called? Is it Kudan, Kale, Quan, or Quar? Oh, this is hard because I know that I know what it looks like, but I don't I don't know how to pronounce it. Okay. If that makes sense, because it's a dyslexia thing, it's like... Well, can you say them again? Is it Kudan, Kuale, Q-U-A-L-E, that one. Is it Quan, which is Q-U-A-N? No. Or is it Quar, which is Q-U-A-R? It's not that one. Um, oh, because there's, there's like three different kinds. I think it's the second one. Quale. I think it's hard because. Uh, oh no, wait! I think it was Q A U N or something like that. It was, it was a four-letter one. What are it, you what, going for? Are you going for Quale or are you going for Quan? I'm going for Quan. Okay. Question nine: What is Freya's ultimate weapon called? Oh. Is it obelisk? Cain's Lance, Holy Lance, or Dragon's Hair? Dragon's Hair. Remember, I we're think... not revealing the answers of these until the end. And we are currently halfway through. Question 10. Which of these is not a Black Mage who lives in the Black Mage village? Black Mage number 192, number 56, number 22, or number 288? Uh, I think it was the first one. 192. The yes. options again, Black Mage number 192, Black Mage number 56, Black Mage number 22, and Black Mage, Black Mage number 288. I'm confident the bottom two are definitely in it, so I'm going to go with the first one. Okay. Question 11. Using a tent in battle has a chance to cause poison, blind, and silence on either an ally or an enemy. What is the percentage chance of this happening? Five percent, twenty-five percent, fifty percent, or ten percent. I think it's twenty-five. It's quite a high chance, from what I remember. I think I did it once and I got it straight away, so I'm not sure. Question twelve: Which of these is not an item that you can bid for at the Trino auction house? The Germanus boots, the reflect ring, thief gloves, or dark matter? The first one. Germanus boots. Mm. Okay. Question number 13. Only seven more to go. Which jewel allows Garnet to learn the Shiva summon? Is ah, it Lapis Lazuli, Diamond, Opal, or Peridot? Opal. We will go with Opal. Question number 14. How old is Kuja? 18, 29, 24, or 109? I don't know, actually. That's not one of them. I know he's quite, he's like, I think it's 24. You're going to go with 24? 29. Was it 29 the other Yeah, one? 18, 29, 24, or 109. I think it's 24. You're going to go with that? I, I think, yeah. 
going with that. Okay. I know he's older than Saddam by like, a, like at least five years, but I just don't remember exactly what. Question 15. Which of the four Guardians of Terror has the most HP when fought in Memoria? Is it Kraken, Malaris, Tiamat, or Lich? I think it's Kraken. A lot of the Kraken. <laughs> Question Even 16, only a handful left. How many Moogles help Aiko when she wants to cook a meal for Zidane and the party? Oh. Is it six? Is it four? Is it three? Or is it five? There's the little one. I think one goes fishing, one does the potatoes, one helps with the cooking, and then one goes out and does something. I think four. You're going with four? four. Final answer? I think so, yeah. Four it is. I, I Let's go with that. Question yeah. 17 of 20. Queena can only eat enemies when they are at or below HP percentage at what level? Is it 10%, 25%, 15%, or 30%? I think it's 10%. We'll go with 10%. Question 18, only a couple more. How many chocographs are there in game? Oh, 20, <laughs> 28, 19, or 24? There's over 20, I know that. What were they again? 20, 28, 19, or 24? I think it's 28. You're going to go with 28? Yeah. Not confident, though. <laughs> Which of these is not the name of a Moogle? Kapo, Noggy, Grimo, and Mob. Mob, I think. Is that your final answer? Yeah. We'll go for more. I'm not confident. <laughs> and the final question of your quiz. In Conde Petty, you can view an optional marriage scene between which characters? Vivi and Queena, Steiner and Garnet, Freya and Amaranth, or Aiko and Zidane? It's uh, Vivi and Queena. Okay. I'm 100% on that one. Tira Star. I'm terrified. <laughs> I can tell you. Oh no! I'm that you scored out of twenty. Eleven. Oh, it's not good. Is it's it? not bad, and I will say one thing: you said it says ten on here. But you answered a question and changed your mind, and I clicked when you answered, and that was wrong, and what you changed it to was correct. Oh, now, yay. it says here, you are a member of Tantalus. How did you do? Are you ready to run with Zidane and the gang, or should you be stuck in a swamp with Queenie's frogs? <laughs> Apparently, you are a Tantalus member. Is that a bad thing? Tantalus, no, it's not a bad thing, but it's one of those, because Tantalus, I always read it as, the, I knew that was wrong, because I read, I read all the names differently to the way they're actually said, so I was a bit like, I don't actually know what their actual name is. I've had to take a guess. So that was a couple that you got wrong there. And actually, yes. uh, sadly, we've just lost the page. So we can't go through all the I ones know. that you got wrong. But you did do reasonably well. And there were some which they were quite difficult questions. And I did ask, how good. well do you know the intricacies? Because I imagine some of these were going to uh, hit you quite hard. But actually, I'm very pleased with how you did. And <laughs> frankly, I think you did great. This has basically been a giant game of... <laughs> celebrity hogcast mastermind for people to play <laughs> and frankly i thought you did damn well and so on that amazing bombshell friends i just want to say one more thank you to the gorgeous and talented tira star sophie thank you so much for being here do you have any thank final you, words for our wonderful members of both your community liam's community and my own community who are here 
you for having me. I've had a really fun time. It's been really good. I've enjoyed myself. It's great. We've had a lot of fun, and I'm sure we'll end up getting both yourself and Liam back for another oh. show at some time soon. <laughs> but thank you so much to every single person that has come here because I've loved this a lot. And we will be back next Monday. And in fact, we are back next Monday with Mr. Birdkeeper Toby, who I was chatting oh, to only today. Oh We've got some fun stuff to discuss with him and it's going to be great. But until <laughs> next time, friends, that is going to be the end. We much appreciate all of you who have come here. We will see you next week. Thank you very much for tuning into the Hogcast Live. We love you, friends. Goodbye. Goodbye.